Welcome to the Love Advice segment, the podcast that deals with issues specific to queer courtship. My name is Kim, my pronouns are she, they, and each episode I answer the questions you send in via my Instagram or email and deep dive on an issue you tend to stumble upon when you date queer. Hello everyone, welcome back. Um, how has everyone been? Feels like it's been a very long time since my last podcast episode. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you might know that I've just had like, I had three days of migraines and then this is the fifth day of like leftover headache. Um, and it's dying down, so that's good. But I'm a little bit all over the place. And I realized I'm going away. I'm going to see my friend in the Netherlands where I used to live and also pick up some of my stuff that's still there. (laughs) And I realized I would need to do a podcast episode now if I wanted to do one. So um, here we go. It's a little bit impromptu. It's It's a topic that I've been writing a post about and thinking about a lot recently. So the topic is are you your own fuck boy i think we all pretty much know what a fuck boy is um let's remove gender from it for a second because um we're thinking about the behaviors of a fuck boy rather than any gender dynamics that there are um right so a fuck boy this is someone of any gender who plays with people's feelings um doesn't really like them but would say and do anything to get what they want from that person um they don't have respect for the people that they date but they rely on them heavily um fuck boys are distant and won't commit and that definition is a combination of urban dictionary and dictionary.com which i was surprised to find have a definition of fuck boy all right so a fuck boy in your brain it's more likely than you think um, let's lay out all of the classic tools of a fuckboy and I will show you how you use these on yourself all the time. So I'm going to go through a list of fuckboy traits, hallmarks, behaviours. Um, inconsistent communication, inconsistent attention slash validation, mixed messages, a focus on the purely sexual, a lack of emotional investment, a lack of true connection and maybe even saying some nasty things. Um, That would be like the last tool in the fuckboy's arsenal because that's hard to come back from. So let's start with inconsistent communication. You have radio silence for weeks and then you get a message at 2 a.m. asking if you're about, if you're, what are you doing tonight at 2 a.m.? is like having a hierarchy of like putting people in a hierarchy depending on like their worth and what you can get out of them and usually sexually um and then treating people accordingly um based on where they are on that hierarchy so if they're at the bottom they get texted at 2 a.m once everyone else is unavailable and don't we treat ourselves like that most of the time preferring to point our attention at literally anything else but ourselves for the majority of the day. 
having a hierarchy that puts our own needs always right at the bottom of the list and only addressing ourselves when we have well and truly run out of distractions. Okay, the next one, inconsistent attention slash validation. The the fuckboy uses attention and, and validation as like manipulative tools, giving you only enough to breadcrumb you along behind them. Um, and then that has you happy for like the bare minimum and hungry for the next crumb. So, so even if the fuckboy only gives you a tiny little bit of attention, because it's so inconsistent, you're so grateful for it. And then you're willing to wait around for the next little bit of attention. We do this to ourselves as well. Um, it's when we have conditions for our worth. These conditions are very small print and you might not even notice them. Maybe you'll feel them pop into your head as I read out these sentences. Promising ourselves happiness only once we look a certain way, achieve a certain goal or meet a certain standard. So we're only allowed to be happy once we get there. Requiring that we get approval from someone else to prove our desirability before we will believe that we're desirable. So like fishing for compliments or when you post a picture and you really don't feel good about yourself until you get some likes and comments. And then when you do get this approval, the feelings of being good enough last only like a maximum of an hour before we are sent out to find more crumbs of validation. Our brains will not let us just be worthy. (laughs) We constantly need to prove it to ourselves with other people's opinions. The idea that our value depends on looks, achievements or status is taught to us by a society that can really make a lot of money off of us when we feel unworthy. Somehow our culture has convinced us that this inconsistent validation is like a motivator it has us feeling that if we don't stake our happiness on being skinny or healthy or successful or pretty or rich or in a relationship we would never bother to do any of it as if if we loved ourselves already and didn't require all of this validation for ourselves and all of these signifiers of worth then we would never bother to do those things. Like like you wouldn't go to uni if you weren't desperately trying to prove that you were smart or that you wouldn't put an effort into the way you look if you already loved yourself. It's not true. It's actually easier to um, follow your wants and needs when you aren't doing it as like a survival, when it doesn't feel like your entire happiness is riding on it, you know? Okay, next up is mixed messages. Sometimes it's the actions of the fuckboy that don't match up with what they say. And sometimes they even contradict themselves with words. I think we've all probably experienced this to a certain extent. We do this all the time to ourselves. We set standards for ourselves and then we refuse to meet them. Like for example, you say, oh, this week I'm gonna eat healthily. I'm gonna gonna exercise or I'm only gonna date people who respect me. And then we do the opposite. Not only that, but we also punish ourselves for it afterwards as if punishing ourselves was gonna make the outcome different the next time, which doesn't really work. We also do it with words, you know, we acknowledge our limits and boundaries and sensitivities. We know when we're too stressed or overworked or, or emotionally vulnerable, we know where our limits are and then we bully ourselves into overstepping them. So like, let's say you know that it takes you a while to 
be interested in someone sexually. So maybe you're demisexual or maybe you don't label it, but it takes you a couple of dates before you're interested in someone on an intimate level. So you know that about yourself, but then you still but then you still bully yourself when you don't feel ready for that and you still try and push yourself to be comfortable with things that you're not comfortable with because of somebody else's needs. Speaking of intimacy, a focus on the purely sexual is the next characteristic. Fuckboy isn't interested in a full person. Not really. Fuckboy is only looking for sexual satisfaction and will only cuddle afterwards if they've missed their last bus home. I would say that we mostly pleasure ourselves in the same way. There isn't usually much romance or connection. It's usually, it's more often a distraction or a way to fall asleep. (laughs) And do we give ourselves loving, comforting touch as well? I don't think we do. I don't think many of us do, at least not as much as we need it. Next up, a lack of emotional investment. Fuckboy will keep plenty of emotional distance between them and the person they are pursuing. And usually we do the same to ourselves. (laughs) We keep distance between ourselves and ourselves. (laughs) Sometimes it even takes a breaking point for us to get close enough to realize what is actually happening in our brains. Like it can take bursting into frustrated tears at something small. Yes, this is what happened to me today. Um, or maybe for you, it's the bubbling up of unprompted rage. And that's when you know that there's something going on deeper that you need to examine. There can be all of these big dramatic signs that let us know that we're ignoring our emotions and they have to happen because we refuse to get close to our feelings on a daily basis. And I mean, maybe you don't have these big dramatic outbursts to indicate it's time to look inwards maybe for you it's hours of scrolling or hours of netflix or another addiction to numb out the uncomfortable feelings and refuse to address them we all have periods when we refuse to invest in our own emotional selves and it interrupts not only our ability to heal but also to connect with other people and sometimes it can even interrupt our ability to function the last one as I said is usually the last resort in the fuckboys arsenal saying nasty things but it tends to be a pretty early choice for our brains we tend to be quite comfortable being nasty to ourselves um the emotional detachment of a fuckboy means they're able to be quite cruel when they feel rejected hurt or small and when we feel rejected hurt or small we tend to do the same thing to ourselves. I don't know many people who haven't spiraled into self-hatred at one time or another. And it's like whether your brain is making fun of you or scolding you for everything that isn't perfect or telling you that you're not worthy of love, happiness, care, support, however your brain does it, it's all self-hatred. It's all saying nasty things to yourself. And we somehow think that negative self-talk achieves something that like it's some justified punishment for ourselves that will resolve whatever it is that started off the spiral. Never really works that way. (laughs) Um, But we forget that by the time it comes around again, it can be a real cycle. So yeah, you can see how these behaviors that we know so well in others, in fuckboys, in shitty friends we do them to ourselves all the time we treat ourselves the way we definitely don't expect to be treated by others 
We treat ourselves in a way that we would never dream of treating other people as well. The biggest problem though with being your own fuckboy is that it leaves you feeling like you are lacking something that you need to get from someone else. So you feel like there is some empty space inside of you or there is some kind of approval or validation that you are lacking that somebody else can provide for you. When you feel like that, dating is no longer a search for like-minded people to connect with. It becomes like this desperate attempt to find someone who can provide you with good thoughts to think about yourself and good feelings to feel. It becomes like much more um, vital and high stakes. And it's quite difficult to have fun when you feel like your happiness, validity, worthiness all rides on your next date. When you're in this state, you're really just looking for someone to help you escape from your own brain, which is no way to approach a first date. The thing is, is that other people can't provide that for us anyway. They won't always be there to churn out reassurance, validation and happiness for you. And other people's opinions and affection rarely really change the way that we feel about ourselves. Um, Maybe for like an hour or like the first month of dating, but Beyond that, it's just kind of like, it's just a, it's just like a plaster over the problem. It, it kind of like gives you a good feeling in the moment and then it doesn't really help you heal at all. And there can be some really important restorative relationships that help you form a deeper connection with yourself, but they have to go hand in hand. You can't just, you can't get everything you need in terms of emotional well-being from another person. So how do you get rid of a fuckboy? Well, you don't really have to. You just have to start not believing what they tell you. And to do that, you have to build up some other beliefs to replace them. And that I can help you with. Okay, so there are four tools that I want to tell you about. And then one sort of shift in thinking. But we'll get to that. Okay, so. First up is free time alone. Um, For some of us, alone time is amazing and lovely and important and some of us can't stand it, can't stand being alone. But it's something that we all need to learn how to do um, and get comfortable with and something that we need to do regularly. We need to spend time by ourselves on a regular basis so that we can process our thoughts and feelings and check in with ourselves really. Something that makes this so important is that if we're not spending time alone and if we're not comfortable being alone, then spending time with other people isn't really something that we do as a choice. It's not like an opportunity to connect or to chat. It's a desperate scramble away from ourselves. And you want to be spending time with other people because you care about them and you're interested in them not because you just don't want to be alone but it it can be scary to spend time alone I mean if you're not used to it it can be really scary to be left alone with your thoughts so if you're consciously doing this for the first time start with smaller amounts of time um, with some distractions and then kind of move towards longer periods of time when you can really just be with yourself and listen to what's going on in your head. Hi, this is Editing Kim. So for the next five, ten minutes, 
um, the audio quality changes, so sorry about that. (laughs) So here are some ideas. A walk. It doesn't have to be long, it can be five minutes, and it doesn't have to be anywhere gorgeous or breathtaking, there doesn't have to be an incredible view. It can literally be a walk around near your home. Ideally, it would be a walk that doesn't have a purpose, so not walking to the shops, not walking to meet someone, but just walking for the sake of it. However, if you want to kind of like take some conscious alone time as you're walking to work or going to do the shopping or meeting up with someone, that's fine too. You can listen to music if being alone makes you very uncomfortable. Um, Try and keep it peaceful and go for music rather than a podcast because music is kind of a bit more um, impersonal, whereas a podcast you really, you can just ignore yourself and listen in. The aim here is to have some peaceful time by yourself. So don't be in any rush. Make sure that you're nice and warm and wrapped up. Maybe make yourself a cup of tea and take it with you and just have a walk by yourself. If you feel comfortable, you can think over the things that are going on in your head If you're in a particular mood, if you're feeling stressed or something, you can take the time to self-soothe, unpack what's going on in there. Um, You can also just take the time to be present in the world. If you have some trouble with this, it's good to kind of like use all of your senses to experience the day. So go through each sense and notice something new that's in the present moment. So let's say you're walking along you 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 hear a dog bark you can smell somebody's cooking coming out of their house um you can see a car go past you can feel the warm tea in your hands you can taste the warm tea as well and kind of like keep on going through your um your senses to really experience what's happening to you in that moment all right if you are not interested in going for a walk try sitting alone and not doing anything (laughs) it sounds kind of scary and also kind of boring um you can do this at home or you can do this out somewhere like in a park or something and just sit um maybe have a notebook nearby so you can write down things that come up for you or you can doodle if um just sitting is uncomfortable and just have a little sit down with yourself You can also try some more vigorous movement. So if there's a form of exercise that you enjoy that you can do by yourself, like running or swimming or cycling or skating, (laughs) then take some time to do this by yourself. And maybe you'll be focused in on what you're doing or maybe your mind will wander. Either way, you'll be able to spend some kind of like peaceful time alone. And then you can spend some creative time alone as well. So like the doodling when you're sitting alone you can write a poem you can do some drawing some painting and it's when you're able to kind of like zone in to the moment that your mind can wander and you're like your grip on your brain kind of like determining what you're focusing on and what you're thinking about kind of loosens and your brain is allowed to relax and you can start to feel your feelings more intimately The next thing that I recommend 
for reconnecting with yourself from getting your inner fuck boy to commit <laughs> is basic and exquisite self-care. So I'm borrowing the phrase exquisite self-care from Cara Lowenthal um, of the Unfuck Your Brain podcast. You should definitely listen to it. It's really good. And, and it's exactly as it sounds. So if your mental health situation is such that exquisite self-care is out of reach, the basic versions are also available. So this can, this can be in a few areas like cooking, for example, is one we all need to eat. It can, be, it can be difficult to get three meals in a day. So if you're struggling with that, making something very easy or simple, just a little bit extra. So having peanut butter on toast, for example, pretty basic. And then just adding like a little bit of cinnamon on top or some banana slices or some honey is kind of like an extra step to give yourself special care. The exquisite version is cooking yourself your favorite meal, the type of thing that somebody who loves you would make for you. It doesn't have to be from scratch, but it does have to be like a proper treat. So like a proper effort that's gone into it and maybe even eat it by candlelight with like a glass of wine if you like wine. <laughs> Can you tell that I don't drink? If you like wine, do you like wine? I will just have Robina. Another version of basic slash exquisite self-care can be body care. So it's the same concept. The basic version is taking a bit of extra time over the tasks that you always do anyway. So taking a little bit of extra time to put on your moisturizer. It can be a little face massage as you put on your face cream. Just a extra sprinkle of specialness on your basic self-care tasks the exquisite version I mean I think we all know about exquisite exquisite <laughs> exquisite versions of body care um, it's kind of like the only way that self-care is really marketed to us at the moment but it could be like a face mask a hair mask painting your nails anything like that it doesn't have to be expensive. You can make face masks with pretty basic ingredients. Like there's nice ones that you can make with um, oats and honey for dry skin. Um, but you can find lots of recipes for that online. Same with hair masks. And it's basically just a little bit of pampering for yourself. So yeah, then cleaning is another important area of self-care. The basic version is to make your bed nicely in the morning. Even if the rest of your room is a mess, make your bed. Put all of the clothes that you slept next to onto the floor and make your bed. It really feels like love from your past self when you come into the room and you can just get into a nice made bed. The exquisite version is add another element when you're doing your cleaning. So change your sheets, that's a, an extra bit. Maybe like spray a little bit of perfume or like sprinkle some Am I an old lady? Talcum powder? <laughs> or like dusting powders. I'm thinking of the ones that you get from Lush that smell like lavender. Sprinkle some in your sheets. Um, so then when you get in, it smells nice. Light a scented candle or some incense to make your room smell good. Um, you could, if you have like a, a wooden bedside table, you can polish it with some olive oil. Give some extra attention to the things that surround you, to the things that you love. Um, while you're cleaning. 
These basic and exquisite versions of self-care are a way to remind yourself of your worth, that you are lovable and that you will be loved in the way that you want to be one day. Approaching yourself with love in these moments is not only important self-care, but it's also a good practice for keeping a connection with yourself. That way, when you do meet someone, you won't lose yourself in the relationship. You'll have a special connection to yourself already. All right, so next up is investing in friendships. So if you're somebody that is really suffering under your inner fuckboy and the rest of your dating life is completely stifled, never mind kind of like your mental state anyway, with somebody living in your brain being so mean to you, it's important to reach out to friends and nurture those relationships. Spending time with people that love you is great feedback for your brain to remember that you are lovable and worthy of love and getting different perspectives from other people is also really important if there's something that you yearn to do with a significant other try arranging to do it with a friend this could be like oh I just want to go for a nice walk walk by the river look at the lights oh so beautiful go and do that with your friend If there's a film that you really want to see that's kind of romantic, go on a friend date to see it with somebody that you love. And if you don't have very many close connections with friends at the moment, try pursuing those. Look for ways to connect with the people that you know, even if the relationship between the two of you is quite quite surface level, you're just sort of colleagues or, um, what's the word, associates. acquaintances if you're just acquaintances reach out ask how they're doing ask if you'd like to if they'd like to have a coffee with you oh my god i hope that that wasn't recording in the wrong mic um yeah it was (laughs) and if you don't have even any surface friends at the moment look for ways that you can make friends both on and offline message people you see on instagram have a look at Meetup. There's all kinds of groups in all kinds of areas for all kinds of interests. And there's a queer version for almost every kind of like subsection. So there's like queer reading groups, there's queer sports teams, all kinds of stuff. There's lots of events that you can join virtually and lots that you can show up in person. So to reach out and connect with other people. Not only is it nice, to connect with other people but also it's really important to have some friends if you are interested in finding a relationship it's important to have other connections besides your significant other to offer perspective to offer support to take pressure off the relationship and because there's so many lovely people to know and finally affirmations (laughs) so I've spoken about affirmations before on Instagram and maybe on the podcast and definitely to a lot of my clients. But um, if you're feeling a bit hopeless about things, either about finding friends or about finding a partner or, or the way you look, if you're feeling a bit hopeless about any area of your life, I don't think that it can be minimized how much of an impact that can have on you. I think that For example, when you're single and you really want to find someone to connect with, it can take up 
all of your mind, all of your brain space, and it can infiltrate into all areas of your life. That longing and yearning can really be all-encompassing. And so it's important to kind of soothe those feelings of hopelessness. And the best way I know how to do that is with affirmations. These can be related to dating specifically or in any other area. And honestly, they replace all of the nasty things that your inner fuckboy says to you. Okay, I'm going to read out my affirmations. (laughs) Some ASMR. I wrote mine in the format of a letter to myself from the future. (laughs) If that would work for you, then go for that. Um, But that's not necessary. So... I'll just read out a couple of them so you you know what I mean. I take care of myself first. I have thoughtful boundaries and people do not cross them. I am creative. I am reliable. I am honest. I make time for the things that I care about. I make time for the people I care about. And I wrote mine on like pretty note paper and put it in an envelope. Um... That is not necessary. It's also not necessary for you to write them out every day. I like to do that when I have the time. Um, You can just put them up on your mirror or on your phone as your phone background or in your notes and go to them anytime you feel hopeless, anytime you feel overwhelmed to remind yourself of who you are and who you're becoming. yeah (laughs) that is really what I need to do in order to maintain good mental health and I know that it can be really helpful so I wanted to share it okay those were the methods to connect with yourself and quieten your inner fuck boy okay so the different way of thinking all fuck boys are just sad, scared, little babies stuck inside adult bodies. They've learnt these ways of finding scraps of power and happiness and sexual satisfaction. But nobody learns how to do that from a good place, you know? They're trying to make up for something that is a bit wrong. A sadness a lack of self-acceptance. And I think that we can all kind of relate to that. I don't necessarily think that we should treat real fuckboys with a huge amount of compassion. I think that we all have a right to be angry and to express that when we are treated in an unacceptable way. But when it comes to our own inner fuckboy, This is just a message from the scared child part of ourselves. And I think that a mindset shift that can be helpful in dealing with this is approaching this inner child or this inner fuckboy with love and compassion. So a way that you can do this is when your brain brings up something for you to think about like what if we never find anyone 
and you're alone forever or what if we are just really annoying and all of our friends are just pretending to like us and actually nobody likes us or something to do with work like what if you actually don't have any skills or abilities and you've just tricked everyone classic imposter syndrome right whenever your brain brings something like this to you you kind of treat it the way you would treat a child that was scared so you say oh it's okay (laughs) it's okay that's not true I understand why you're worried about that but that's not true everything's all right thank you for sharing that with me but you don't need to worry you don't need to say that anymore and um give give the thought a hug (laughs) and then usually things like that will leave easier if you don't resist them if you let them say their piece and listen and reassure yourself that that's not the truth and that's not something to worry about give yourself some love and tell the negative self-talk that is not needed this is one way that the inner fuck boy is different from your everyday garden variety fuck boy when you approach your inner fuck boy with love and genuine compassion for yourself for the things that you're worried about they tend to leave or they come back less often or they come back with less energy less aggression less terrible negative thoughts so um yeah the next time that you are spiraling or panicking about your dating life try that try listening to your brain's whole thought let your brain talk all the way to the end of its logic about you dying alone and never finding someone and then say that's okay I can see why you you're worried about that but that's not going to happen everything's going to be okay and if you're still having trouble (laughs) you can always hire me we can do a reconnect to dating session where we talk over your past dating life and the things that you want out of dating help you form a better idea of it which is just one session or you can sign up as a matchmaking client and I can find someone for you and if not I wish you all the best luck in connecting with yourself and then connecting with someone else or a a couple of other people (laughs) okay um that's it for today there's no impossible match this time and yeah so next time the old format will be back again and i hope that this was useful to you and i hope that you can defeat your inner fuck boy and find some real connections have a good day thank you for listening (laughs) bye (laughs) bye